Welcome to the Art of Simple Hypnosis with Rob DeGroove. Rob's goal is to keep hypnosis simple and uncomplicated, fast, powerful, and effective techniques. In this show, Rob talks with leaders of the hypnosis industry on how to keep hypnosis simple and effective on the therapeutic side as well as on the business side. Enjoy, learn, and by all means, keep it simple. So, uh, Sean, welcome to The Art of Simple Hypnosis. Um, this show is uh, all about uh, how to keep hypnosis simple, uh, yeah, as simple as possible with uh, the most effective uh, results. But, uh, of course, we can learn about our uh, mistakes that we made in the past. Uh, I'm sure I, I learned a lot of uh, all the different, the different mistakes I, uh, I made, especially on, on, on business side. Uh, but what was the biggest mistake that you ever made and uh, that you don't want others to make? In the beginning, when I first opened my hypnosis practice, I was a huge fan of regression, age regression. And I was doing a lot of weight loss and I would always try and find if there was a, an, an event in the past that was causing the bad relationship that my client had with food and exercise. And uh, so one time I had a client who I guess knew a little bit from, from the lady that recommended her, knew a little bit about hypnosis and about regression and she was frightened of it. And so when she came into my office, she said, uh, how, what are we gonna do this session? And I said, I'm gonna hypnotize you and I'm gonna give you suggestions for exercise and, and proper eating. And she said, and nothing else? And I said, no, nothing else. So it was pretty obvious to me that she knew about the age regression and she didn't wanna do it. And the second time she came to me, she said, what are we gonna to do today? And I said, well, we're going to do what we did last week and nothing else, nothing else. Well, the third time she came in, she did not ask the question. And so I did an age regression with her and she hated it. She was very, very upset with me and I don't blame her. It was obvious to me that she did not want to do the age regression. I did because I felt it was the best thing for her because she wasn't losing the weight. And, and that to me said that there was some underlying issue that was keeping us from being successful. But anyway, I knew that my client did not want to be regressed and I did it anyway. And she was very, very angry with me and uh, rightfully so. So the, the mistake that I made that I would not want another hypnotist to do is that if you believe well, if you believe that your client doesn't want to do an age regression, do not force an age regression. Mm. Uh, but the other thing is that uh, if you're doing well with direct suggestion, uh, you needn't really do an age regression. I, I look at it almost from a medical standpoint. Um, when you go to your doctor and you say, oh, I have a, a pain here. Well, the first thing he does is not to operate on you. Okay. Yeah. First, they'll, they'll maybe try and change your diet or your exercise, or maybe they'll give you some medication or something like that. And the operation, which is the most invasive, save that for last if no. the other things don't work. And so that's, that's my advice. And that's a big, a big mistake I made. And uh, I don't want others to repeat that mistake. 
Yeah, as you know, uh, I'm not a big fan of age regression uh, myself. It, it, it's because yeah. of my my mentor, of course, Jeffrey Stevens. Yeah. He was he was he even said uh, age regression or or going back to the course is is actually like a crime. I'm not that that much <laughs> against regression, but but I know that you yeah in the beginning you were a big fan, yeah. but now you don't use regression that much anymore. You don't use it as the the go to. Uh, thing first uh, first thing to do uh, so you you go first to the, the, the keep it simple uh, and then when it's when it's actually needed uh, when, when there is no other solution when the direct hypnosis is not doing its job what, what is possible of course uh, mm -hmm. then you go uh, to, to a gear higher and then go to uh, to age regression yep yeah yep that's okay. a that's a fair assessment yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, uh, what what was for you the best decision you ever made for your uh, hypnosis uh, business? Whether it is it's your uh, your hypnotherapy business or your entertainment that you're doing, street hypnosis, show hypnosis. I think I think the the thing that made me a much better hypnotist was getting involved in street hypnosis hmm. because uh, it made me a strong hypnotist. It made me fearless. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's interesting because people who do stage hypnosis quite often, and, and some people who have not done stage hypnosis don't realize this, but a lot of these stage hypnot hypnotists out there are not real confident. They, they will go to a show, not you, you've done it a lot, but they will go to a show and they'll think to themselves, oh gosh, I hope I can get these people in hypnosis. Mm. Well, because I did street hypnosis and I practiced uh, hypnotizing strangers, I know I'm going to hypnotize people. Mm. So now I can concentrate on what I think is the most difficult part of stage hypnosis, and that is uh, being a, a good entertainer. And I'm still working on that part. But as, as far as am I going to get this person hypnotized? Of course I am. So yeah, street hypnosis is, it's for me, it's, I think uh, uh, when I teach my out of the blue hypnosis training, uh, I used to call it uh, street hypnosis training, but then again, a lot of people, they were just over, oh, but I'm not interested in doing street hypnosis. So I'm, I'm it's, it's not useful to, for me to do that training. So now I call it out of the blue hypnosis because I think it's necessary that every hypnotist is able to hypnotize anyone uh, at any uh, circumstances everywhere wherever they are when there are noises not noises when it's silence when when there are a lot of people around so i think you, every hypnotherapist will gain uh yeah uh, quality in the therapy room by going out there and just hypnotize people in pubs or on streets and just out of the blue i think that that's yeah i think that's really uh, good. that's how i learned it actually mm -hmm. the before because yeah i was in, in the beginning i was only interest interesting in, in entertainment because of my background right. but, and i went just i went out and hypnotized people and, and that's how the confident uh, is is growing uh, i think that's very very good advice yeah yeah, and it's 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 just kind of nice, as you say. They should be able to uh, do hypnosis anywhere, anytime. And I mean, many hypnotists, it's a challenge for them if they're at a party or a family gathering, and someone says, "Hey, can you show me something?" Mm. Well, they can't. No. <laughs> but but the ones that have done, as you say, out of the blue or street hypnosis, they they can do a good demonstration, and and it's fun. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's uh, even when even when you do uh, like a talk for for a service club or or any, or, or whatever uh, gathering, and you can talk about two hours uh, on hypnosis and and tell very interesting stories, and and people will will find it 
really interesting but when you can do a five even a five minute good demonstration that will stick in their mind and that is something because the stories after like the uh, like two hours they they have a drink at a bar they're already gone but when you have somebody just a quick induction and and you don't have to go to hallucinations and, and amnesia just have them stick their hand on their head people will talk mm -hmm. about that because they don't see it every day so i i think exactly. yeah, doing a good demonstration is, is so important Yep. Oh yeah, that's that's the way to promote your practice. Yeah, and, and then then they will remember you even like two years later when they have a problem. They say, "Oh, I saw that hypnotist over there. Do you know we stuck that that uh, guy's hand to his head?" <laughs> and they they they're never gonna remember whatever you explained about the subconscious no. mind or the conscious mind. But do the demonstration. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's really uh, good <laughs> advice to to everybody uh, watching. So. Um, what is the best advice that you can give uh, our viewers uh, on, on keeping hypnosis simple? Hmm. I would say, I would say settle on one induction and use that induction. Uh, I mean, I'm partial to the Dave Elman induction. I think that it's perfect. But if you want to keep hypnosis simple, uh, in the office in particular, learn one induction. I prefer the Dave Elman induction and do it all the time. And, you know, you learn if you, if you use several different inductions, then you'll get pretty good with each one. But if you stick to one induction and do it over and over again, you're going to get really, really good at that induction and you'll be able to move it, you know, change it uh, according to what, your reaction of your client is, but I'd say settle on one induction for the clinic and, and use that one um, exclusively. Yeah. And I think the Dave Elman induction is, is a really, uh, it's, it's a good induction with, with all the, 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 in, in the tests that are in there. Uh, mm -hmm. and I think it's also a very, um, low key induction, uh, because when I do my, my basic training with people, I, the first day I, I learned them the, the hand drop induction. And then on, on the second day, I learned them the Dave Alman induction. And then they're like, Oh, but this is so much because the hand, the hand drop induction is, yeah, it's, it's quite full on of course, when it's the first, but that, that's the reason why I, I teach them the, the hand drop first and then the Dave Alman, because otherwise they would say, oh no, but uh, this is easier. So now they, they already know the, 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 the more full on and then they learn the Dave Alman. And then they say, yeah, this is, this is something, uh, and a lot of people, and I always tell them uh, just, Go for the induction that you feel best with, and and practice that induction until you 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 master that induction. Uh, because that that's yeah, of course, it's really important. And I think Dave Alman induction is is indeed a very good one, uh, because it has everything. It has deepeners in it. It has the fractionation in it. It has everything in one induction. So they they will learn a lot by using that, and then sticking to that one, uh, especially for hypnotherapy. I think that's uh, yeah, also very good uh, advice. So um, the topic that you uh, choose to, um, to talk about is uh, getting deep trances. So what is the advice that you want to give our viewers on, on getting deep trances? Okay, well, my, my feelings on this have changed uh, in the past year and a half. And um, so now, now, first of all, I'll say that, that the depth of trance in my experience, there, tend, there does not tend to be a direct correlation between depth of trance 
and the ability to make a change. Mm -hmm. In other words, um, and the way I found this is when I was working with all those ladies for weight loss, and I had some of the ladies went very, very deep in trance, deeper than the others, but they didn't necessarily lose very much weight. And some of them, I knew they were in a very light state, and but they did very, very well. So, mm -hmm. so there, the depth of trance didn't seem to correlate with the amount of weight lost. All right, so, so, but I like depth of trance, particularly if I'm doing a show or street hypnosis. And, but I like depth of trance in the clinic too. I mean, I feel as though I might as well get as deep a trance as I can, all right? So recently I've been doing experiments and what, I, I have a limited amount of time to work with the person, but I want to get really good depth. Uh, so what I've been doing is I've been doing the Dave Elman induction, and then I've been rolling into the, uh, the deepener that uh, Dave Elman used for the Esdale state. Mm -hmm. And so, and the way that works is, and if anybody's listening to this in the car, stop listening to the car, to it in the car. But anyway, so, so you've done your induction and maybe you do a 10 down to one deepener. And then I'll say you're in a nice relaxing state, but uh, there's a state that's even deeper than this and feels even better. And I'd like to show you how to reach it. Let's imagine there are three levels below where you are now, level A, level B, and level C. And then I talk them through going down to level A, which is doubling the relaxation, going down to level B, doubling the relaxation. And then I talk them all the way down into level C to what I call their basement of relaxation. Now, this is something that we've used to achieve the Esdale state or the hypnotic coma, which is extremely useful for uh, medical things, like for instance, anesthesia. Um, it's a, it's a very deep state and, um, and my feelings on the Esdell state have changed, have evolved too, because I don't know if you've, you've ever, well, yeah, you, I mean, you're familiar with this. I mean, you know how sometimes you get the, the catalepsy of the arms and the legs when they're in, in uh, Esdell state. I found that when I do this with non-hypnotists who do not know what to expect, you almost never get the catalepsy. Because you so, don't suggest it. Uh, yeah. Yes. And, and it's supposed to happen automatically. But mm. why is it almost never happening with these non-hypnotists who have never seen a demonstration of the Esdale state? So, so yeah, so my, my concept of the Esdale state is, is also evolving right now. But anyway, so, so if I want to get very, very deep chance, trance, I'll do Dave Elman induction, a 10 down to one deepener, and then I'll use as uh, Elman's Esdale state deepener. And then I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and do whatever, do the entertainment part or the demonstration or the, uh, or even the therapy. Um, and then another thing that I wanted to mention is that this, with this deep trance, uh, I'm still getting people accepting the suggestions. They're still taking them. Whereas hypnotic lore was that people in the Esdale state won't take suggestions. They, they don't want to hear the hypnotist, but now I'm seeing that maybe that's, that might not be true either. Maybe Esdale state is fine for doing hypnotherapy. So, so anyway, so, so that's the way I achieve deep trance 
so you just mentioned that you uh, are using um, the, this this like pattern, uh, Dave Allman induction, then uh, the ten to one or ten to or ten down deepener, and then the the Dave Allman Sdale deepener uh, with the A, B, and C. But mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned that you're using that also for uh, entertainment. So so you you do it for for a show as well uh, with the same the same uh, Sdale deepener. Uh, no. So in group, no. No, no, I don't. I don't do it with a show because, as you know, uh, sometimes you don't want them to be too darn deep. Yeah. Because, uh, because then they they just sit there like a yeah. Rock. They just don't do anything. I I, right. had it, I had it in a few shows, so that that's why I asked the question, uh, because sometimes they they just go too deep and they're just sitting there and they they just don't do any skits. You say, okay, now jump and dance, and they're like, uh, okay. so that's not what you want, of course, yeah. I had, a, I had a show one time and it was very, very late at night or early in the morning. And uh, yeah, and everyone sat there like a potato. And, and, but a friend of mine told me a really, a really good tip. Her name is uh, Denise Hall. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been friends for, you may know Denise, we've been friends for maybe 12, 13 years. And uh, so once I've got them in trance, I say to the audience, of course, the committee is listening to this behind me i say to the audience you know many people uh, believe that hypnotized people act like zombies but that's not true either um they will be very active as a matter of fact we often see very uh, amazing comedic performances that would rival a physical comedian like a robin williams or a jim carrey and and so they will be really active so i'm telling the audience this but really this, yeah, this information course. is for uh, the committee yeah, and, yeah. and that did it, and and now I don't have potatoes anymore. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a good tip. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, really uh, good. Yeah, yeah, of course. The talking to to the audience, the the, the people they have their eyes closed, so they, they the suggestions are, are going for them as well mm -hmm. because they don't see that you're addressing the audience, of course. So and exactly. whatever you're saying, they will they will get it, uh, especially when hypnotized. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Just informing the audience and then uh, planting a suggestion uh, inside of your uh, committee members. <laughs> that's uh, that's so, a good one. So thank you, thank you, Denise. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Denise has a lot of ex uh, experience as a stage hypnotist. So mm -hmm. so that that that's that's something that. That I uh, find really um, interesting at the hypnosis uh, community, and that's of course why I start doing these uh, these interviews. Uh, we can all learn from each other, and I, I think the hypnosis world is is a sharing community. A lot of people are sharing their ideas uh, or things that they uh, that just they, that they experienced. And and what I also find really interesting is that that uh, the the longer we are in the business, sometimes we just change our mind on something. As you said uh, before, you change your mind on. Or, or your your view on the Sdale state, uh, or on regression, and I think that that's that's um, how long that you are in the business, you, you you still can change your mind or do something else, get better results with with a new approach, and I think that's uh, that's something that it's really really interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, one of the things that I'm changing my mind in um, more and more is is uh, for that for some you you already mentioned it in the simple question round that for some issues uh, it's better to have a multi-session plan than just go for the one session always because when I started uh, it was it was together with some colleagues in the Netherlands and we marketed really on the one session the one session fix but some mm -hmm. some some issues just 
need more. So I'm, I'm creating uh, programs for golf players now because, you know, I'm mm -hmm. really into golf now. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I think it's better that you see them multiple times because they have more than one thing to fix. Or sometimes it's better that you get some feedback and you can fix something. And, and like weight loss, uh, the, the, the issue that you mentioned in the simple mm -hmm. question round, it's also something that um, that's, yeah, sometimes you need more uh, to see your client more than once. And what I experienced um, with my clients in Belgium is that most of the people, first, they expect that they have to come more than once and they want to see you more than once because they, they just want to have that connection with you. And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's something that, that I'm changing in uh, a bit now. Um, and, yeah. And the honor, it's, it's the funny, honor. I used to do, I used to do as you, as you did, I used to do one session and I had people almost beg me, Hey, can we do one more session? No, yeah. you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They just, they just want it, and and they are happy to pay you for the extra session because they just want to. And sometimes it's, it's uh, we, I, we did, we, we run some tests with the, with the new hypnotherapists that were uh, starting in my team. And I told them, okay, uh, because their, their schedules are not that full at the moment. When the moment they start, of course, they don't have a full schedule. Uh, so for them, it was not a problem to, do, to give this a try. So I told them, uh, just do the, the, the one session. And then you say to the client, okay, we will book another session in two weeks. If you don't need it, just cancel it. Uh, and a lot, of, yeah, a lot of, because, because their schedule is not full, then the, it's not a problem for them that they have cancelled sessions so because when you're a fully full-time book hypnotherapist and then you have a lot of session cancelled then you have like uh, open blocks in a day that's that's not that's not good of course then, then no. you're just sitting there but for them it was a good experience and a, and a lot of clients were really happy that they can have the second session and sometimes uh, of course they they just cancel because the problem was already solved and some solved and sometimes they didn't cancel and they just came to say that the problem was solved so so yeah <laughs> they, and they say yeah maybe you can do an, another session just to reinforce it and things so people are really really but now we gave them actually like a choice and then mm -hmm. uh, so that was a, an experience that we did so what That's i want you uh, what what i want to talk uh, about some more is is the deep, the, the depth of trends uh, and you mentioned something that I experienced uh, also a lot and uh, I found it really interesting uh, when I uh, was developing my uh, breast enlargement protocol I read some uh, some uh, scientific papers that were published in the 70s and one of the papers also mentioned uh, the depth of hypnosis and it's and and even for something like like breast enlargement what is quite a big change uh, at the, the woman's body uh, they already in the, in the 70s they wrote already in one of those reports that the depth of hypnosis was not uh, cor correlating with the results so there were, there were a lot of women not going to really deep hypnosis but had better uh, results than the ones going really deep into hypnosis so so that is something that yeah so but that but i i understand uh why you say okay why don't go as deep as possible uh and then go on with with whatever uh, change work uh, we want to do 
but I think it's it's um, it's it's not the depth of hypnosis that is going to to give us the best result. I think the the mindset of the hypnotist first, uh, but uh, of course the the will to change of the client is the most mm-hmm. important thing. I think I once had this this um, this guy uh, who came to my office for a stop smoking session, and the entire session he was thinking. I heard a story later from his sister. He was thinking, "What a lot of crap is that, and what what a lot of BS is that." I'm never going to be a, a non-smoker. He left my office. Uh, he went out to have some drinks with uh, friends. And after like three hours, his friends uh, asked him, hey, you never went out to, to have a cigarette. And he just replied on a subconscious level. He replied, oh, no, I'm a non-smoker. And then he realized, whoa, that BS is, <laughs> is actually working. So, so for, he, was, he was not. And he did my seven-day training later. He never, he never used the <laughs> hypnosis uh, techniques that I, I learned him. Uh, but he he, uh, he he was interested, and he is still now. He's still saying, ah, I, "I never had the feeling that I was hypnotized, but uh, I know it's working for me." So so that's uh, quite some uh, contradiction that he's saying. But but I think yeah, that's uh, so. Um, when when you do the 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 yeah, getting people into that uh, deep uh, trance, what are the uh, are you actually testing it, or or are you uh, are, are you, you just go on with the flow and see what, what is happening or are you doing really tests to see at what depth that they are? Um, in a way I am. Yes. Uh, the, the recent uh, run of experiments, what I've been doing because of COVID-19 is I've been doing it via zoom with my volunteers. And so uh, I schedule an hour with them and then I will, I will, uh, explain hypnosis to them, do my pre-brief, hypnotize them, uh, deepen them, and then I'll start going through the tests. Uh, I use the Aaron's scale generally. Mm -hmm. So Aaron's one is if you can get eye lock. Aaron's two, catalepsy of a group of larger muscles. Uh, Aaron's three, I'll usually stick them to something. Um, Aaron's four, I will take away their name or a number uh, Aaron's five, I'll do a positive hallucination with them. And Aaron's six, I will do a negative hallucination. I will disappear. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, so yes, so I, I test them that way. And then I'll do, because this is also, you know, for, I use this for my YouTube channel. And so it's, it's fun stuff, but then also it's, you know, hypnosis experimental stuff. So so yeah, so that, that's that's this recent uh, run of uh, of experiments. That's the way it has gone. Mm. And um, so Elman ten down to one, Esdale deepener, and then start going through the uh, the Aaron scale. Aaron scale, yeah, yeah. But would you do that in in a therapy uh, setting as well? Uh, when when uh, you're actually working with a client, would you go through all the, those tests as, as well? No, uh, no, but with every with every client, I will test them for Aaron's one, two, and three, yeah. because like you said, that one guy said, "Well, I still didn't feel like I was hypnotized, but the therapy worked." But I I like my clients to know that they were hypnotized. So what I'll do is right at the end of the session, I'll test them for Aaron's one, I lock Aaron's two, arms uh, stiff and rigid, and Aaron's three, I'll stick their hand to the uh, arm of the chair, mm-hmm. and so, and then I'll ask them so. 
you're stuck to the chair. This is kind of unusual. Do you, do you think maybe you're hypnotized? Yeah, I think maybe I'm hypnotized. Yeah, okay, uh, but close your eyes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> because I, I just think that the therapy can work a lot better if the person knows something different happened. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I think it's really important to give your clients an experience that they that they experience yeah, yeah. something that it's not normal, it's not usual. So I, I had a, a Zoom session uh, a few weeks ago uh, with somebody, um, uh, and he was even. Uh, I had a, a talk with him before he booked the session, and then he was like, "Yeah, but are you sure you are going to get hypnot me hypnotized and things like that?" And uh, so I did a full session with him, uh, and I, I I did a swan. I installed a swan. He had a very good movement. His 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 hand was really turning, saying yes to me, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, after the session, the first thing that he said was. Uh, do you do you really think I was uh, I was gone? That that's how we say it in, in our language. I, I was gone. I said no, no, you were not gone. You were here. <laughs> but uh, and he said, yeah, but was I really hypnotized? And I said, is it normal that your hand is doing stuff that you are not doing? And he said, oh no, I oh, know, no, no yeah, yeah, you're right. Normally my hand is not talking to me or not doing stuff. So so yeah, it, it's good that you can refer to something that is out of of the usual uh things so yeah having having them stuck or their hand moving uh or or like an arm levitation whatever uh but that that you give them some experience that uh yeah because i know what when people hypnotized me in the beginning i never had that feeling that i was hypnotized so so mm -hmm. only when when somebody uh yeah let me do stuff that that i that i that i really felt that i was not doing it or or once there was one guy who, who was able to have have me forget my name so for me it was like whoa something <laughs> is really happening here uh because i think that yeah that that's really important to give them that uh, that experience yeah, yeah and I, I mean i think they expect us i think they expect a little bit of the magic and and we can do that otherwise you know we're we're just talk therapist. Mm. It's like going to see a psychologist or a counselor and they sit there and they talk to you. And that's, that, I mean, that's, that's useful, but it's, that's not what we do. We, we give them a little something extra. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember a few clients that I had from the medical world, uh, like psychologists or, or uh, mm. GPs that, that came to my office. Um, and, and yeah, especially those type of people, when you do something out of the ordinary, uh, like a, a, a convincer, they were like, whoa, what's, because then you see their seven year study making all those different, uh, <laughs> those wires are, are just getting overheated in, in there. They, said, whoa. <laughs> they studied for like seven years and now there's somebody talking to their subconscious mind and their body is doing stuff that they, that they or their <laughs> mind is doing stuff that they uh, don't expect. So that's, that's really, uh, that give that, yeah so first first when i when i start doing this you you see them you see on their mind and you see them thinking oh i made a bad choice i made a bad choice <laughs> going to this guy and then like like one minute later the hand or or whatever or the arm is doing something uh or they're stuck to something and then they they say well whoa this is this is special and then of course you can get them uh more to the to the result that you want because now they are more convinced about that yes. something is going to happen here and i think that's that's really important because yes. as you say if we don't do stuff like that they just can go to a psychologist or, or a talk therapist or whatever so i think it's you know, really important to give them the, that experience so so sean any uh, other advice that you want to give to our viewers about uh, the, the deep trends or whatever you want to share 
Uh, yeah, I got an idea from, um, from Ron Esslinger years ago, and I've been trying it out again with my sessions, and I, I, I kind of like it. Um, and it's, it's, it's sort of a, a, a stage hypnosis thing. You know, the way we fractionate the committee, bring them out and put them back in and bring them out and put them back in. And, and they tend to go deeper as you fractionate them down. And so I'm not convinced where depth of trance fits as far as how good it is. But what I've been doing uh, is I'll, I'll give them the suggestions and then I'll, I'll bring them out or I'll give them another deepener. And then I give them the same suggestions and I bring them up and then put them back in. And so actually I wind up hypnotizing and deepening these people maybe five times during the hour long session. Mm -hmm. And so they receive suggestions at all different levels of hypnosis, which I, I, I can't tell you how effective it is right now, but I like the idea and, and I'll have to see how it works out. But yeah, I think, I think to give them the suggestions at different levels of trance, I think it, it seems like it might be a good thing, but I don't know. It sounds good. It sounds good because as, as we already discussed, sometimes people are maybe too deep to, to just receive the suggestions mm -hmm. or maybe, um, yeah, when you give them, it's, it's like when you uh, change some suggestions and then you compound them and, and, and you give them another, uh, uh, another way of saying it. Uh, but now you're, you're also uh, changing the, 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 the depth of trance. So maybe that will, that will just stick on every, yeah, maybe that will stick uh, the suggestion better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's it's, what I'm hoping. It's an, an in, yeah, I think it's an interesting way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. So keep us posted uh, on the results <laughs> that you that you have with that. So, uh, so um, yeah. So maybe that's a good uh, a good uh, way to um, to inform people how they can uh, because you also already mentioned your uh, YouTube channel. So I, I guess that you you probably going to um, when you have results like that, you you post a video about it or. Mm -hmm. you, so what, what are the best ways uh, for people to follow you or to contact you? Or Okay, the, the best way to follow me is probably uh, by going to my website, worldsfastesthypnotist.com, and, uh, and signing up for the newsletter because that goes out every week. I missed last week, but it goes out almost every week. And each week I have a, a, an instructional video on it. And of course, it's free. Uh, or they can check out my YouTube channel. Uh, just search for Shawn Michael Andrews and you'll you'll find the YouTube channel or they can find me on Facebook. Uh, there's a group called World's Fastest Hypnotist. And and so uh, I go on there and I do live videos and, and answer questions and, and teach on there. So I, I guess that's the best way to, to get in touch with me. Okay, I will uh, put those links in the, in the show notes so people okay. can uh, can find you and uh, and yeah, sign up for the newsletter that then they get all the information about whatever uh, research you're doing, whatever tests you're doing, changes that you're making. Uh, so yeah, that's that's always a good uh, way to keep uh, to keep up to date uh, with whatever you're doing. So Sean, thank you very much uh, for uh, being my guest in uh, the Art of Simple Hypnosis. Uh, I hope to see you somewhere in the world real soon. Uh, yeah. But yeah, for now, we have to do it with this, uh, this online uh, 
things. It's a good thing that the technology uh, these days yes. is so up to date that we can do these things that we just can keep working. Like you're saying, uh, you can still do your experience uh, on Zoom. Uh, we can do interviews. We can have chats. We can do virtual conferences. So that's a good thing that for us the world is not uh, not totally down. That we are still uh, are able to run our uh, profession. Um, so that's that's a good thing. So, but yeah, uh, of course, uh, seeing each other uh, personal, uh, in person, live somewhere at a convention is always better. And yes. uh, next time uh, when I see you, we'll have a drink at whatever bar in the world that we will meet up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And, and, and give give my best to Daniela. Okay, I will. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>